In this episode, I'm joined by Jacqueline Butler, experienced dance movement psychotherapist working with adults in a London-based private practice. She works with clients who are struggling with all kinds of personal, emotional, psychological difficulties and life issues. Also the founder of Body of Change, movement psychotherapy supervision for therapists, healthcare workers and communication coaching for families, carers and support staff. She also works with people with learning difficulties and autism. For more information surrounding Jacqueline's work and her practice, visit www.bodyofchange.co.uk. First of all, Jacqueline, how are you today? I'm very well. It's um, it's hot and sunny where I am and beautiful. So yes, I'm in a very good mood. This is a, a good time, good time to spend the, the rest of the day getting to know you a bit more. Yeah. Let's go straight into it. Um, so you use dance movement psychology to treat various forms of mental health issues, mm-hmm. such as anxiety, trauma, depression, and stress. Tell me what it is about dance that you yourself are so interested in and why it can be so effective. I think I've always, um, I didn't realise, you know, when I was younger, but I use dance a lot to... I would say in in retrospect to cope and but at the time I just enjoyed uh, I mean as a, as a small child I would I would be in my bedroom and I'd be whirling around you know and I find I find that dance centers me and grounds me so the so actually da- and dance is the creative part of all of this um so that connected me to a part of me that felt alive. The actual the movement part, which is, I suppose, for me, more of an awareness of how my body's moving, being in touch with my movement, with my body, has me be more present to myself and to others. And... I find that maybe what we call instinct or intuition or something, I I sometimes just think of it as the wisdom of the body also gives me information about myself and about others and about interactions with others. So I think um, from personal experience, I always, I, I did lots of dancing in my life, not, and nothing professionally, you know, not really, um, but it's always always been quite amateur, but I've done lots of different, tried all sorts of different dances, enjoy it. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been something that's been consistent in my life and, and I find very rich and rewarding. So it didn't take much of a leap when I put the psychology together with the dance to actually think this, this is, this is something that could help many in many ways and particularly with our well-being and mental health and I know that you have like a variety of different careers and you've gone from like Mm. charity workers to to therapist and and even lecturer for your field Mm. which would you consider the most fulfilling well I have been lucky in that most of the things that I've done I've quite enjoyed um but the thing which gives me the most fulfillment is actually working with people um, in sessions 
and seeing either some kind of connection or some kind of change for the person, um, whether it's in a group or one-to-one with someone. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where I'm at my, I suppose, happiest and most confident and where I get the most pleasure is to have someone come along and, you know, we can work out what they what they're looking for, what what they if they want to change, if they whatever it is, whatever they've come for, and then seeing how how that can progress and how we can work together, um, yeah, to change. And I think um, for me, it very much is a work. It's a collaborative thing. It's something that we do together, and and because we don't know where it's going, that's always. I was going to say exciting, but obviously it's not often for the person because they can be in pain. But there is something, it's just something very fulfilling and, and in, I don't want to, I was going to say engaging, but that sounds wrong. But, you know, I, I just, I, I, I love it. You know, I love working with people on that level. And obviously we spoke a bit before um, in the initial chat, um, but we'd love to know more about the original start and why you wanted to do dance movement psychology as it was a very, you know, like was it very well-known practice when you studied it or was it rather an unconventional method of therapy? Uh, then, and it, and it still is um, not that widely known. It's becoming more widely known, but back, it was, you know, quite a few years ago that I qualified that, that I, and I stumbled into it. Um, I was I was looking for something else to do, uh, but I couldn't I couldn't have dreamt this up. It just that I happened to be well to stumble upon a a dance club where there was actually no drinking, no smoking, and so people and um, you know I walked in and people were just re- dancing very freely. There was a lot of aliveness and very friendly and I started to go there and the person running it was a dance therapist and I started to do a few workshops and I just happened to say to 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 the person is there anything that puts like because I'd done psychology for my first degree uh, well it wasn't humanities but psychology was part of it and was there something that could put dance and psychology together and um, he he pushed me towards the tra- the dance movement psychotherapy training and i didn't look back i just i i i took a risk and went for it and it was really once i got onto the course i just i i knew it was for me i knew i had like a natural kind of affinity or talent for it um yeah i just i just felt really comfortable and i just thought i know this i understand this um, although obviously I had a lot to learn and, um, yeah, but there was something, there was something that just fitted for me, uh, when I got there, I didn't really think too much about after I'd done the training, I, I just thought this is fantastic. Um, I didn't think about career afterwards. I didn't think where I was going to go after that. And, but fortunately, by the time I got to the end of of the training, I I thought, yeah, I really do want to do this. And um, as a stroke, it was again, I call it luck or whatever. But somebody, another dance therapist, 
was leaving a job and she said, would you like to take this over? And then from then on, my whole career has been, um, I've hardly ever gone for, a, a, applied for jobs. It's been someone's recommended me here or there or, I've, you know, so it's, it's um, yeah. And I, and I think, and in early days, it's it was more, we had to do a lot of, what we'd call taster work had to go in and show that there could be there could be something here because people didn't really believe believe it or I think dance gets belittled quite a lot or you know people will say oh it's nice to have a little dance around whereas actually what we're doing is connecting quite deeply with ourselves and with other people uh I think we we don't we don't do steps we we try and work with self-expression, well, I suppose, expression of the body and of the movement. So it's the movements coming from within rather than from outside. Yeah. And what was the journey to embrace such a wide um, set of careers? Like, how, how did you end up with your primary interest in dance movement psychology? I started off, um, well, as I say, I just went into the first thing that was kind of offered to me. <laughs> which was in a mental health setting. And from there, I then, where did I go next? I worked with um, people with dementia for quite a long time. And again, that was just because um, someone said, oh, I like what you're doing. Could this work um, with this group of people or in this setting? And it did. And, um, and then I went, uh, and then I went, got offered something in a similar in a in a day center for people with learning disabilities and and all the time I, I was I was I suppose my career has been actually a mi- as you can said earlier it's a mixture of things it's I've never just done one thing I've done lots of different things at the same time often and I quite like that that suits my personality um so I think the thread that runs through it all is is that my my strength as a dance movement psychotherapist is in it is really in the nonverbal. I mean I, I, that sounds obvious because that's what we're focusing on as dance movement psychotherapists. But actually, um, that's really you know some dance movement psychotherapists would verbalise a lot more than I do. Or um, although we do talk in session, we always if we talk if the talking is necessary. But I think the people that I I'm able to reach are often the people who either are nonverbal or preverbal or have some difficulty in expressing themselves for whatever reason. And so I think that was the thread, really, because when I got to um, work with people learning disabilities, I I just I just loved it, and um, people seemed to respond to me. So there was something. There was there was something going on between us, and um, and so that's that's. I mean, where I am now, I work with people with learning disabilities and who are autistic. I also work with people who um, have mental health problems who come to, who um, I see one to one mostly, and um, I actually get quite a lot of people coming to me who have social anxiety, and it often. We often do a lot of work that is about the nonverbal. So, yeah, I think that's the thread. And I think I, I've just positioned, I suppose, positioned myself where I 
feel I can contribute the most and where people respond to me best. And we'd, we'd love to know more about your current charity work. Could you tell us a bit more about what you're doing at the moment? Yes, I work um, for Respond, which is a charity, a UK charity, and it's working with um, people with learning disabilities who are autistic or both, um, and who've experienced abuse, violence, or have trauma, um, or have experienced trauma in their lives. Yeah, it's quite an amazing charity it's actually been this is its 30th year so it's been around a long time and quite quite um a, le- a leader in the field really um there's not much else uh, in this in the therapy world that's for people with uh, learning disabilities um and so we people people who cut, who come along of um yeah it could be they've we have a so we have a psychotherapy service for people who are survivors. We have a forensic um, service, which is for people who are, have been on the other side of things. Um, we have uh, a family service, which is you know to include because everyone who is around someone who's had trauma is affected so it's not just the one per the person who's suffered whatever um and we have advocacy services we have a forced marriage project you know um so it's it's uh, it's quite amazing not easy obviously but quite a lot of uh well we we see we see a lot of people you were talking about um it not being easy and there kind of being you know problems or such but like you know like any other career we face certain dilemmas and problems and have you come across like any challenges that have been difficult i think with this particular work the challenges are often um for me when i when i i don't like injustice or unfairness and you can see a lot of that. Um, so sometimes it's hard to bear to, you know, people's situations. I suppose, I think as an organisation, most of us who work there would like to be doing a lot more and we can't, you know, there's, a, there's only so much time uh, that we all have and so much uh, that we can do. So I think for me, it's the challenges of being wanting to do things, wanting to sort things out, which can't be sorted for whatever reason. So it's keeping it to what you can actually do, which has to be enough. And sometimes doesn't feel like it's enough. And, you know, hearing people's stories that are quite, quite awful sometimes. Within like the professional world. Mm. I don't have your job, but I'm imagining that when you're yeah. dealing with people and you, you know, you you hear about these stories and they're quite, it's quite a lot to take in. Like how, how do you deal with that within the professional manner? Um, I, for me, when I'm with someone or in a session, I'm, I think one, one thing that comes for me with um, being around a long, you know, having practiced for a long time and has, well, has developed over the years is, is the capacity to be as present as I can with that person 
and detached from maybe what I'm kind of thinking about um, or, or getting too over emotional. The thing about the thing about dance therapy is that you're using your body to communicate and listen. So you're wide open in some respects. And I think the skill of the dance therapist and, and probably most psycho most psychotherapists is but for us particularly, because our body is our is our mind, you know, as well. I mean, we use our minds, but we um so it has to we have to be as open as possible and yet keep as professional or detached as possible. Um, and, and our work, what we're feeling can often be either what we're picking up from the other person. So we need to know that we know, we need to know if I'm feeling particular, I might, I might have a, a strong feeling of anger, but I'm not really angry at that person that I'm with. So, you know, I have to check out about their anger you know um to their situation so so it's it is it is very difficult in some respects that's that's our skill that's how that's what we develop um is how to manage that and i would say in a session i manage it very well afterwards is the important bit for for all psychotherapists, but for dance movement psychotherapists particularly, we have to have some way of getting it out of our body so that we can then think about things or we can we can carry on, you know, we can carry on. So we have supervision, lots of supervision as much as we can uh, with either another dance movement psychotherapist or some other professional um, where we talk about our experiences or if it's a dance movement psychotherapist, I'll be moving with that, you know, with that person um, so that I can further, I can just understand what has gone on and, yeah, think more about it, but what also to release it from the system, from my system. I was going to ask you, like, about um, how you relieve that kind of stress or that tension, but you've answered that question, so thank you. Mm. I think I think you are right though. It is a it, it does it's it's not as easy as it sounds. It does sound like a difficult job for someone who 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 isn't in that industry, who is not part of that. I think, as you said, over time you strengthen those skills. Um, so so do you use dance movement therapy as a practice yourself? Um, do you like use it in your like personal life as like a hobby or? Yeah, I do. Because I do love, you know, I love dancing. As I say, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not, I was no, I would never be professional. I'm not good enough, you know, for that. But I, I just love it. Um, so I, as I say, I've done, I've done quite a lot of different dances. But last year, actually pre-COVID, the year before COVID came along, I, um, I was doing tango classes for the first time, which I absolutely loved. Um, but obviously couldn't do that. It's, that's a difficult one to do online or on Zoom, you know. <laughs> um, you know? Um, but that, you see, I'd always, I'd always avoided tango for some reason, but it just, it just fitted with me um, because it is, it's about precision. Um, and actually, it's a lot about freedom. You don't realise it, so. Yeah, so I so that was my latest venture. But uh, since we've been in lockdown and we have to do things 
on Zoom, or I shouldn't say Zoom, should I, on, on um, virtually. Um, I've been doing, what did I do? Oh, a lot of uh, Zumba, things like that, where it's just, you know, moving about kind of, uh, I suppose, moving quite a lot because it's been good to get the energy going. Um, done that. What else have I done? Um, yes, it's been mainly kind of just moving as much as possible. But I, you know, but I'm, I'll just dance, dance around in my own space. There's a, a group of dancers that are in um, New York and uh, Tel Aviv and called Gaga dancers. And they're ex-professionals, they're, well, they're professionals actually, but they do this like really, really free dance, which gets your body, every muscle in your body is moved. And it's, it's a 30 minute kind of thing. And that has been a joy to do it, because obviously I couldn't, I couldn't do it before we were doing things virtually, but now um, things are, that's, that's online. Um, and that has that was that's been absolutely amazing that has really got to the parts of the body that you know couldn't couldn't be reached really so um yeah that's been great that's been really good as well listening to you talk about like tango and zumba i I don't know if you i'm going to give you a film recommendation because this this film came straight to my head as as soon as you started talking um there's a dance film and it's called a cuban fury Yes, I really I love that film so much. Yeah, yeah such a good film. And it, That's it. Yeah, made me think of that. Exactly. There's so much energy involved, so much happening at one time, and it's and it, yeah. it, to be in that moment, it must it must feel amazing. Yeah, and even if you're not someone who is the perfect dancer. You know, that's the thing. You can feel, you know, anyone in, you know, we work, you know, I work with people, a lot of people who are in wheelchairs. Um, and, 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 and a lot of people who are, have learning disabilities who are, you know, people say to me, well, they can't dance or they can't do this and that. And, you know, sometimes if you can connect with the person, so that inside, you know, they're you get their energy going, or them, or or there can be it can be a really small movement, but it can activate the system, and and it's about being seen and witnessed, but also um, when when we attune to people, then just just moving together in a very conscious way can have an effect. You know, there's been plenty of people that I've been working with, but that um, have surprised people around them because they've suddenly, you know, shot up or sat up in their wheelchair or have um, responded to something. Um, I, I do tell the story of sometimes we would have um, people, inspectors, say, or people coming around to look at to decide whether money could be put into the sessions and you know it was in a group of I mean a group of people who are non can't speak and um can't really move much for themselves certainly you know they're in wheelchairs and you know um 
And yet we'll get, I'll say to them, we've got an inspector coming in. This is so that we can keep going. And, you know, they, they just, they're up and they're, um, they suddenly, they're sitting up in their chairs and they're almost, but they are performing. They exhaust them. But, you know, and I just think there's so much more to people, to all of us. Um, but there's much more to be, um, if you if you take the time to find to find out and to just be with be with people, and you know people autistic people, you know whether whatever the um, wherever people are on the spectrum, probably for most of their lives they will have been having to um, mask their true selves or true behaviors and what we can do in a in a movement in a dance movement therapy session is we can we don't we you know the rules we don't have to abide by the rules and um and that that i think is what i i bring i'm very i can i'm very much about it's okay let's all just try and be ourselves um and you see some interesting movements, but you see some interesting parts of people's personalities coming out when we can all relax and just do, just be, you know. And I, I know we spoke about how uh, dance movement therapy is uh, becoming more and more known. And in terms of you and, and kind of what you're doing, are you hoping that does dance movement therapy work for everyone? Or does it work better with specific behaviours or experiences that the person have faced? I, I think I'm just I was just thinking about the people that um, I've worked with and and the people that it hasn't worked for. You know, I guess some people go for things like 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 to be goal order orientated, don't they? So they're oriented, so they're you know, say CBT might help them where it's about, you know, looking at a pattern of thinking or behaviours. Other people who, I think, I think with dance movement psychotherapy, I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to say here, because yes, you know, in theory, every everyone can be back and benefit from it. There's nothing, as far as I know, um, it's more about the person, the person, whether the, whether we as people take what works for us, really. I also think it's about how you get, if you're going to get on, you know, if you choose the right person. There are, there are, you know, as dance therapists, we all work in different ways. You know, we use different psychological frameworks. So some people might be what we call humanistic or person-centered, and some people might be psychoanalytic so different and would would have different approaches but we're still using dance therapy or dance movement psychotherapy to as the medium that we're working with so so you've got many different um things to consider i think the people who were were usually what's happened with me with people who we don't seem to be a good fit or it's not kind of, it's not what people thought they were needing or wanted. Um, Cause I usually do three or four assessments sessions and then we decide, which, you know, 
well, do you think this is going to help you? You know, I might say what I think needs to happen. And some people will say, no, you know, I don't, I don't think this is for me. Um, and other, and, and, you know, others will, I don't think it's about the condition as such, you know, um, I think it's more about what's right for the person. One thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, over all this time of, you know, over, over the years that you've been working, have you had like a, a role model that you've looked up to? Like, is there anyone in mind that has kind of, in a sense, kept you going or you've learned from? Oh, God, yeah. I suppose I would mention, uh, well, in, in, our, in our field, um, actually someone who I was taught by, who I'm still in touch with and still do work with, is a woman called um, Penny Best. And she has just always inspired me. I mean, you know, she as I say, she taught on my course and then um, I've, I've worked with her. I've been, you know, I've learned more from her and, um, and still am. And, yeah, she's a real wise woman, very, and just seems to have boundless energy and, and, and searches for new things and ways and passes on information. Very generous person. Um, there's a, a group that I have done. It's a group, super, it's a group that um, a bunch of us uh, have attended over the years. Um, and some of the people there are, absolutely amazing so yes there's been there are lots of dance therapists who've either come before me or have been around you know, the time that I've been around there's um you know some of the newer people coming through are tackle I suppose taking on different areas of work and that's also inspiring um so moving towards um body of change yes could you explain to the listeners for those who don't know what it is what, what is body of change well body of change is um when i set up my private practice so yeah when i set up my private practice i was thinking about what is what is it about and what 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 really speaks to me and i do believe in change being i suppose for me i've I've, I've always searched for um, change in the sense, I suppose, not being stuck, not being, of, of having the possibility of something different, that things, and that things can be moved. And that movement can be from the body, well, from ourselves, inter, you know, our internal selves. And the phrase just kept coming to me. You know, we can use our bodies to change. It's an internal shift. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, we can change and that will change, I suppose, our worlds and, our, and, and the world. So that's, that's where it came from. And as I say, it's, it's mostly about my private practice. So people who come to me and see me, who might just be looking, well, looking for, I get quite a few people who have done a lot of other things. So they might have done a lot of talking therapy 
And when they come to me at Body of Change, it, it's like all of that knowledge, everything that they've learned or they've done up to that point seems to um, uh, come into to make a bit more sense when we include the body. So I'll often say to people, you don't need to go through the whole history again. You don't need to go through everything you've been through in your life. You've done that. But this is just going to bring, consolidate things, bring things together possibly. And it often does. So it's it's like the the it's not the missing bit, but it's the it's the part of it. it's it's included in the whole, I suppose, of us. Um, and that seems to make a difference to me. And what and what services do you offer at, at Body of Change? I offer dance movement psychotherapy, so dance therapy. I offer super I mean supervision for other professionals. I, as you said before, I do I do do training and t- lectures, um, but mainly it's um, it's people who want to have some form of therapy and focus on being embodied and being um, and and with movement and supervision mm-hmm. for other people. You know, obviously we can't go into personal details about how you deal with clients. Um, could you possibly run through what you mean by supervision, staff well-being, and a communication to be the, the three successful factors of psychotherapy? Yeah, supervision is um, is something that all therapists have to have. And it's so people, we tend to... Each therapist has a supervisor, and when we go to our supervisor, we take with us the material that's come from our sessions with our clients, and we think about it with with. And the supervisor is the is confidential, and it's a way of having another um, someone someone ethical, and it's a way of having making sure that that we are practicing to the in the interests of the client and not that anyone not I haven't ever come across anyone who's un, is intentionally not doing that but sometimes we just need you know a second person to be thinking about what to be knowing what we're doing with our clients it's a safety it's a very much a safety mechanism for the for the client and and for this and for the uh, therapist but it's also we also pass on knowledge we might um say to the therapist have you read this or did you know about that or could you look at it in this way to help the therapist in order to for the client to get what's best for them and and well-being and of staff is something that i'm really quite passionate about um because i think that often members of staff they have to put up with quite a lot um or they you know the jobs are quite intense and there's no outlet for them not emotional outlet anyway um 
and so I've I've noticed when I've been working in in places where support workers have to often join the dance therapy sessions that it's it's often it's it's a really good place for them to release um their tensions their stresses um and although they the, the sessions are never about them if we're with clients but i've always thought that um members of staff should have their own sessions and it would just benefit them in lots of ways yeah to de-stress and to and to just understand a lot of what's going on for them at their workplace and and what would you consider to be the most important traits for a psychotherapist to have mm. i think well compassion comes to mind first um, which in- includes i suppose empathy being able to really um see a person for who they are and accept that and and i think the the phrase you know in the like the work that we do is in the interest of the client so always um having that in mind now, why is it important for you to for you, for you personally to be able to see the person for who they are because I always think that's that's the starting point because wherever the, it's 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 wherever the person who I'm working with wants to how they want to develop or what they want to do or um or or if someone is maybe traumatized or they have for some reason they're nonverbal it's it's searching to find the person that there rather than imposing because i yeah i think i think for me it's a, a lot of work of my work is about acceptance for, not not by me but by the person themselves allowing allowing people to be their true selves when it comes down to it so if someone decided they want to pursue a career in dance movement therapy, what advice would you give them? Well, I think if, yeah, go for it. I mean, um, I think that it's, it's a really, if it suits you and if it's, if it is to be your path, then it's, it's a wonderful path to take. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's very fulfilling, and I think that um, yeah, maybe we can't we can't know about the um, job opportunities or the career path. Having said that, there are many of us who have been practicing for many years, and we've always had work. So it's maybe needing to be. Um, open maybe sometimes we need to be a bit entrepreneurial um but the possibilities are there i think if it if it's if it's uh you know right for the person then i would encourage 
I would encourage them to train. And I think, you know, the, I think, I think um, the opportunities will be there if it's right. Well, thank you, Jacqueline. It was a, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's wonderful. And um, yeah, I hope it was okay. 